Hey, Pro fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, Follow Mathis's Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chanceability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You left thinking or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show, Toronto wrap-up, and and, uh, and maybe something else that we, we may touch on. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, as usual. With me on the line is uh, is one uh, David Pangry. Ping, what's up? Yeah. Uh, and Weege, Weege, uh, Jason Wygant is also there from North Carolina. Wygant, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, Dirt Shark. Hey, hold on, guys. I... I... I don't know if I can interrupt this podcast, but I do have Brian Seegers calling me on my cell phone right now. Oh. Wouldn't you love to be able to patch these calls together? Oh, I would. I would. Perhaps perhaps Bill Gates is going to do that deal now. I know. Well, is he calling you to get to get play for Sealy or what? What's he calling you for? Trying oh, to put you in a movie? ColdSealy.com, man, in case iPhone 4 um, shields or something with ColdSealy uh, 36 on he, it. Sold out. He calls Weege, it seems like, quite a bit. Why can't you were showing me your phone uh, last race you were at. You don't go to races anymore. And uh, yeah. he was calling you that day, too, and texting you. So it's three or four times a week we're up to at this point. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about me wanting to meet him. Scratch that. <laughs> yeah, I won't give you the number either. I don't need, I don't need uh, that much companionship. Um, all right, let's get, uh, let's get started. Uh, Toronto Supercross, neither one of you were there. So I can't work with amateurs. I'm tired of that, but we're going to have to plow through this thing. Uh, the big news, though, before we get to the race, the big news um, came out Monday. Uh, James Stewart arrested for – Bad per- boys, bad boys. <laughs> what you going to do? Um, what the hell? What uh, Things just went from bad to worse, huh, Ping? You know, I mean – I, I thought when I first heard about it, I thought, you know, he's just screwing around. It's like everybody's dumb once in a while. It wasn't that big a deal. But, you know, then it's like 
well, he's 25 years old now. It's not like he's 18, 17 anymore. And he's, you know, I'm sorry, you put yourself in the position he's in. Very, um, you know, visible public figure. You, you got to be held to a little bit of higher standard. So, yeah, it's a big deal, you know. I mean, right. what the hell are you doing with red and blue police lights anyway? Why do you have those? You know, what are you doing? <laughs> really? Like, you know, at some point they had to go out and, like, purchase those. Right. Well, I'm. we haven't heard all the facts yet. We haven't heard James's side or anything. I really hope he was just using them to beat traffic to get Rado to the airport. Um, and, he, and he pulled a dumb move to a couple of some off-duty cops, but he was trying to get to, through traffic. I, I hope he wasn't trying to pull people over. It doesn't sound like he was. Maybe. Why, Garrett? What do you think? Well, does it matter, though? Yeah, because in my scale of of really dumbness things, using lights to break traffic jams to get to the airport if you're running late for a flight is better than pretending to be Officer James Stewart and pulling people over. You know what to say? I agree with that. Where um, you know, if it's like if you're just trying to jack with people just to screw with people for no reason except for your own personal fun, like right. as 25 years old, you should be past that. Yeah. If you're doing it just because you need to get through traffic, it's not that much better, but it's a little different. It's However, a, yeah. according to the story, they didn't just have that car pulled over, didn't they? Somewhat feign pulling over themselves and rolled down the window to say something to the driver of the car. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like they yeah. got the dude to get out of the way and then blasted by. Like they. Yeah, as, they, they acted like they pulled the about, truck over. Right, right. Yeah, as they as Chad Reed once said about Ricky Carmichael, they didn't just pass him. They had to lift their leg and piss on them while they did it. Yeah. They had to throw a little salt um, on the wound. So I think this one might go to the, you know, being vandals more than just guys that relate to the airport. And that's well, not good. Well, again, you can relate. You, you and your buddy uh, there from back in the day used to do some silly things driving around towns. Not oh, so God. much you, but your yeah. buddy. Yeah, the mean streets of Seaside Heights, Jersey Shore. We were, we were bad dudes. But you weren't 25. I wasn't 25. You know what? It's just one of those things where you just can't put yourself in this position when you're a high-profile guy like right. that. Like, unfortunately, right. you're held under a microscope. So this is going to be bad. Yeah. Um, from what I know, Rado is still in jail. Rado was charged with a felony, and James was a misdemeanor. The was he driving, or who was driving? Why is, why is his... I don't know. I don't know, because according to everything I know, James was driving. So. The only... Rado was in trouble because he tampered with evidence because he tried to hide the thing in his bag, uh-huh. but why is Stewart running from the guys, or driving right. from the guys? Why is that not worse? Yeah, I had, a, I had someone, and of course this is Twitter, but I had someone... Twitter me and say that they were a cop in Florida for 15 years. They just retired, oh. and had he pulled over when they flashed a badge, this probably all would have went away. But because he took off, that's now a bigger problem. I just if, if you're James Stewart and you want to play cop with some lights, why don't you drive around your acreage, get a cop car, pull Malcolm and Sorby over, write him tickets. Yeah, write Get a, a ticket. Notepad, no yeah, pen. yeah. And you can sorry, you can be like, ah, this is bullshit, and and you can say, sorry, sir, you're speeding here in the Stewart Estates, and here's a ticket. I mean, James has enough money; he could buy like the full cop car. Yeah, he could buy them even a General Lee to try to get away from the list. <laughs> right, exactly. So we could do <laughs> do the whole thing. Right, he could buy Big James a '76 Eldorado like Boss Hog. Yeah, be oh like, God, that'd be awesome. Right. I'm sure I can get a, I can get him a Bassett, no problem. 
for 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 the cop car. <laughs> and uh, and Sorby and and Malcolm can drive the generally all around his property, and James can pull him over. I don't I don't know. It just uh, it's it, almost sacrilegious to call Eric Sorby Bo or Luke Duke. I don't even know if I can <laughs> let that happen. Um, yeah, and I, I probably shouldn't say this on the webcast or the podcast, um, but unfortunately now the generally with the uh, with the flag on the roof. I don't know if it works for this particular analogy. It did back in when the show was on TV. It would have been fine. <laughs> suddenly we're not allowed to. Um, man, how many jokes have you guys heard about this, by the way? Oh, yeah. Uh, the best one I heard was Red Bull gives you lights. Nice. That's nice. my favorite one so far. Instead of wings, lights. I even had someone photocopy or Photoshop a copy of the a photo of him coming inside on Villapoto. Uh, oh, yeah. I got that one. Yeah, yeah, I got that one. I got the handlebars. I got answer answer jailhouse gear. I got oh, uh, God. you know, I got answer orange jumpsuit gear. Um oh, man. Did you the see new, the new Bubba Scrub you're gonna be dropping the soap in the shower? Yeah, I got that yeah. one. Yeah. You know what the sad part about this is though? Like again, the sport is kinda lame, like this is the best we can come up with for a guy going to jail. Like, J-Law fought a dude. Like, in the bigger sports, I mean, Ray Lewis was right. potentially killed someone, right? Like, this is the best we can come up with? Cop lights? <laughs> this is our best. So far, we have, we have biting a guy's ear off and cop lights. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Um, we, we did make Howard Stern this morning. They read, they read it about it on the news. So oh, we're a bunch of... Yep. Yeah, they read, they read it in the news segment of the show. Bunch of tough sons of bitches in the sport of motocross, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you um, what, it, what did they say on the show? What did they say in Howard Stern? Um, just, uh, you know, motocross champion uh, uh, James Stewart. You know, they, they had the audio from the call. They had the audio from the cops. They said he's been booked and charged. And Stern said, what is he? And Robin said he's a motocross champion. And, he, and Stern said, oh, he's, a, he's a effing whack job is what he is or something. So that was it. So um, your wife, um, being the world's biggest Howard Stern fan, mm-hmm. we're down to what three degrees of separation? Yeah, now? yeah, I think so. Yeah. You, Stuart Stern, her. Right. Stuart. Yeah, that doesn't go far. Exactly. Um, you guys got to. Uh, did you listen to that audio I sent you? Of no. Sorby on the show, on the Pulpomex show. Oh, I did not. You didn't have anything attached to it. I was confused what that was. It was like a, I got a blank email. No, it was in there. You just don't, you don't know what right. you're doing. Right. Did you listen to it, Ping? No, I got it, but I just oh. I did busy. I didn't have time to listen to it. Yeah, well, Sorby finds out, like, on the show that James got arrested. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, he goes, I was just playing with those lights. <laughs> and then he no, said. are you serious? Yeah, and then he goes, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> So we, it was pretty what, funny. Someone walked in the room and told him right then, or what? No, he was in the chat room on the show, and then he called in because Bonnie Bonnie called in. Matt Bonnie broke it, and he called in and said, "Hey, I'm laying here in bed, Mathis, and they just had James's face on TV, and he got arrested for impersonating a police officer." And we're like, "Oh my god!" And Sorby was in the chat room, so then Sorby calls in and goes, "I haven't been able to get a hold of him all day, so I don't know what's going on, but I haven't. He hasn't called me back." And all of a sudden, at that moment, in Sorby's house. He must have been had the news on, and uh, and he goes, oh, 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 those stupid lights! It is James, <laughs> and then he said he had to go. So, classic, uh, classic, mo- classic moment. But let's let's turn this back around. Uh, from what I know, the Yamaha people are standing behind him. 
Sam Manuel, I, uh, I spoke to somebody who uh, wouldn't be close to that situation with that team and uh, the contract for Sam Manuel, there's no, there's no leeway with that sort of stuff. You know, that he could potentially be in trouble with one of his main sponsors. So we'll see what happens down the road there. Well, their, their main reason for sponsoring that team, this is according to, you know, the main guy at Sam Manuel is to provide a good role model to mm-hmm. the children of that band of, of Indians. Right. So, uh, yeah, might be breach of contract, just maybe. Yeah, that, it could potentially be greater than what we even know. But let's get let's turn this back around to racing. Weege, I mean, his season's already not gone the way he wanted to, although he moved closer to the lead, again, by three points. Yeah. Um, does this affect him? Does this, does this uh, change anything? You know, he's, this, this um, operation now has become like the – like the 1996 Dallas Cowboys, where it was like cops were literally like waiting on the sidelines whenever the playoff run ended. <laughs> this guy was going to jail for this. This guy was going to jail for that. Like, how long can you possibly focus through all that? It's like Bill Clintonian, like to the point where we're already trying to pretend it's business as usual without Brooks. We're right. already trying to pretend it's business as usual with this. I don't have an injury. I'm fine. It's, everything's okay. Like, how many things can you stack up and then still come to the races and pretend that everything's normal? I yeah. mean, we said three weeks ago how tense that team looked just with the Brooks issue alone. Now we got this that we don't want to talk to anyone about. Yeah. It's crazy. What do you think, Ping? You think it bugs him? You think uh, it, you think I it think it'll... he's one of these weekends he's just going to break down in tears in the podium and, you know, have to spill all the beans. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Make him feel better. Yeah. We'll be there with the recorder. You can only stuff so many skeletons into a closet before they fall out, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, he called me last week. He uh, he called me last week, not happy at all about some of my things that I've written about the team. Insists everything is great with the team. Insists that he didn't really wasn't a fan of Mike Fisher, and went twenty four and zero. So the manager doesn't doesn't matter. And uh, we worked it out. We we talked it out. We didn't hug it out, but by the end, it was all right. Um, Is this another one of those um, calls that uh, somebody gave you and said, "Now listen, don't tell anybody that we had this call," and then you just blew it anyway? No, okay. I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> you hope not. That's I, what we got I gotta tell now. you, I, I don't think James in this championship. I don't even think it's an issue. He's twenty-two points back, right? I mean, he's twenty. He's twenty back. He has to leap uh, three guys. Fourth in the points. Okay, I know. So you're telling me three guys are going to give up 20 points to him in the yeah, next six rounds. That's what I mean, too. I agree. Um, I, I don't th- I don't see it happening. There, Your champion is going to be one of those three guys out front. If there was a 20-point gap to one guy, you're like, hmm, okay, James wins, dude DNFs, or doesn't yeah. qualify. Yeah. But three guys, Weege, right? The only thing that he has on his side right now is that this series has exploded to the point where – I was writing my Redux column on Monday night, and I'm not kidding. I was trying to come up with a ridiculous scenario where how Trey Kennard could still win this. Right. I'm like, hey, he's 20. I think I think he's 22 back. Yeah. And I'm like, he's 22 back. It's not looking good. But at this point, we're in the the Tyson zone, the Mike Tyson zone, where anything you hear happens is probably believable. Yeah, I like that move. I like that in your column, by the way. That was good. Right. Well, I stole it from another sports writer, so don't give me any credit. My point being. At this point, anything is believable. So I said, maybe all four guys get stuck at the border in Canada and can't race into Dallas. And then 10 minutes later, I see that Stewart's been arrested. 
So <laughs> I'm not kidding. So based on this, right? Anything's possible. Reed could get deported. Dungeon could get hurt. And Villapoto could quit. Could retire or something. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. What wouldn't be you know, believable at this point? You guys, we're all kind of looking like dummies after. Uh, last week's show, and we—I don't know. And I, I think I started it. I was like, I don't—I don't know that Dungey's going to win one. I've been saying all along he's going to win. Oh, brother! Hey, uh, all right. <laughs> the only no. thing we've done right now here. is we've done enough audio where somewhere along the way we certainly said everything that could happen. We just have to <laughs> rule out the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll just no. Listen, Dungey, and no, I. No, if I, you listen to show two, we said that you know. Yeah. No, that's what we said last weekend. I, exactly. I, uh, you know, he doesn't. I don't know if you guys know this, but Dungey doesn't give a whole lot up in an interview. There's not a lot of. No. There's not a lot. What? Of, there's not, I know. Shock yourself. Hopefully, hopefully, you're both sitting down. Maybe this is. I, your I actually go back and watch the podium, his podium speech from this weekend. I thought, all right, surely, you know, he's gonna he's gonna talk. About, Man, it's been so hard, and I've, you know, mentally challenged. You know, just whatever. Like, show us something. Nope. It was well, like every cliche he had stored up in that little brain of his came flying out. I, uh, you know, uh, we just got to give it up to the Makita Suzuki team. Uh, you know, it's, I've been working really hard. It's been really tough. He's talking to I got his Ricky Carmichael accent going. Uh, really? We've just been keeping our heads down, and, you know, uh, we're put, taking it one step at a time, just, you know, taking the good with the bad. We're just, uh, I'm like, what is this kid saying? Just I, uh, stop and talk like a person. I know. I'm with you. You know, you know I asked him for Monday conversation. I said, you know, isn't it funny how you went, you know, from what, what I think might be your worst race of the year in um, Jacksonville to now winning. And he was – he insisted Jacksonville was great. He was happy with it. I mean, he said, no, I, I was happy. I got a third. And I'm just like, oh, God, I give up. Like, but, hey, let's – but let's give it up to Dungey. For, that guy would be leading right now if it wasn't for the mechanical that was not his fault. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can say that though. I'm not. I'm not a big believer of say unless it involves Ferry. But um, I'm well, not no, a, no one else has had a mechanical like that that just took no. 25 points out of their hands. Well, I'm going to say here, here's the defense I'd run if I were the other guys. Trey Kennard came out and admitted that he thinks Dungey's chain came off because he ran into him. Right? Didn't Kennard say? Yeah, Kennard said I hit him pretty good right on the chain side. Yeah, right there. So you could run the argument and say, hey, you start in 10th, you're working your way through traffic, crap happens. Right. Chains come off, or you get landed on, or you land on Matt Bonney, or you get tangled with Matt Gerke. You know what I mean? You right. could say that all of these things yeah, are the I fault suppose. of. Yeah. But, uh, okay, well, either way, but he's I, in this. He's in this big time. What, eight points, right? Yeah, yeah. even without this. Like, legitimately, no. even right now, the, he's the, still in it. The top two riders, no, wait, Villapoto's in second, sorry. They only have one win each. I was going to say Dungey has one and Reed has one, but they've just been – it's just – we. I thought you covered it pretty well. There's like two guys, one old guy, one younger guy that are – Of each. Of each model you want, consistency. And then there's two two sets of crazy balls, guys. Yes. You know, one old, one young, Stewart and Villapoto. Yes. And it's just it's just funny how it works. Yeah, and then we got – Kennard's in the middle somewhere. I don't know where he is. but um, He's a little bit – he's like a little bit of each, but yeah. not – yeah. He's not quite as fast as the fast guy. He's not quite as consistent as a consistent. But somehow he's only 22 points down. Like yeah. Dungey rode a great race. Reed got up on him, and, uh, you know, he had an incredible save that they didn't show on, on camera but on, on the TV show. But it was uh, it was remarkable. It really was. It was one of those ones where, like, took your breath away. You're like, oh, 
and then I was like, oh, because he like jumped off the middle, jumped off the triple, landed on the concrete, basically, and then took off the next jump off the side, over top of the hay bales, and downside of the next double to jump myself wow. back on. It was it was remarkable. It was a, it was a phenom. As Kenny was Watson it more say. effective than Villapoto trying to get on the track in the LCQ? <laughs> Yes, it was much better than that. Um, almost the opposite, one would say. What was, does Watson throw out it was a phenom and use it in completely the wrong context? No, yeah, you know, he says phenom. <laughs> he says Jeremy McGrath was a phenom. <laughs> this is the stuff I got to deal with every week, I'm telling oh, you. I love Kenny. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but uh, Here, Here's what gets you mad about Dungey, by the way. If he would actually say more than cliches, if he had just said all along, and I've said this, I think I said this to you on the phone earlier this week, Steve, if he had said all along, hey, just want to be consistent, stay in the championship with all these guys, consistency, blah, 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 blah. He'd have had a mulligan for these first 11 races because now he'd be looking brilliant. And anyone who would say, well, Dungey wasn't fast enough, or you see what happens now that these guys aren't hurt like they were last year, he would have eliminated all that because now it would look like this was a calculated plan. And for all I know, maybe it was. Right. Maybe he just said, I'm going to not ride over my head at any moment. And if that means I get a third, I get a third. I get a win, I get a win. I get a fourth, I get a fourth, whatever it is. Right now, he'd be looking like the smartest guy in the world. But he yeah. doesn't say anything. Unfortunately, yeah. he yeah. can't hang his hat on that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's definitely frustrating to get to talk to him and to get to know him. Weed, you probably know him best out of us three. And uh, it's just really a, a layer and upon layer upon layer of nothing there, correct? Well, it wouldn't have been that bad if, remember his rookie year, he was presented the Supercross Golden Mike Award for doing such great yeah, work. Yeah, I, I want media. that back. I want that back. Should that be rescinded? Can, is it like, a, like the Hall of Fame? Can you be pulled out like for but, personal okay. conduct after? Listen, so people are going to get on us right now and say, what does it matter? He wins. Does this matter, Ping? Does it matter that he is the way he is? What, with is it, the interviews? Yeah, or is it just us three grouchy old men? You know, yeah. I feel like it does matter because those those four guys, you know, who or five, whatever it is, you know, they're, they are the representatives of our sport. And if they're the ones that get to do the interviews and they're the ones doing all the talking, they're the ones on the front page, it's like, Come on, you, you know, you've got to be a real person. I, I, I don't know, I just, I feel like people who tune in would see that would just be like, what was that about? Like, that was, was terrible, you know? You go watch a NASCAR interview. Go watch, I don't know, any, any other sport where there's someone who, even if they're not intelligent, they're just, like, showing you some genuine emotion and telling you something real. It's like, that's way better than, than hearing that. That's just, like, nothing. So shallow, you know? Right, so you're saying it, it, it does matter. It matters, for right. sure, for our sport. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I know last year when he was, um, you know, by the time the NBC shows rolled around outdoors, the only story left was him. Everybody else was already out, and he was dominating. And it's like they wanted to make the show intriguing by, like, look at this kid. You've never heard of him. He's a rookie. We're going to introduce him to the world, and you're going to be intrigued and want to follow this guy and his domination. But, I mean, it only goes so far as when he starts saying, just normal stuff that even if you've never seen him before, you've heard it before, you know. And, and, like, and the no, thing is, he he's he's a great guy too, right? I mean, you guys can back me. He's a really a nice guy, genuinely. Yeah. He just he's been. It's almost like he's been overtrained on. This is how you 
talk in front of a camera, and he just goes into the same rhetoric every time that it just doesn't say anything. He doesn't even answer the questions. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, tell us, tell us a little bit, how, you know, what was it like? What were the emotions like this week for winning? You know, I just got to really give it up to my rock star Suzuki. Uh, you know, got Dunlop's got me off to a start. I, you know, just, uh, you know, taking it one day at a time. Just, uh, it's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wish, I wish they would just stop in mid-sentence and go, whoa, slow down, Sparky. Listen to what I'm asking you. Answer this question, you know. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's in there, too. That's the unfortunate part. Because back when he won that award, I think it was because he was, it's almost like back then he didn't, have any fear he would just say whatever is on his mind and now it's almost like he's scared anything he might say can it will be used against him oh no wait that's what we say to somebody else right now sorry <laughs> i just uh yeah. i just want i just want to i just want to see him pull over malcolm and sorby on their on the property <laughs> keep it to that yeah no I, I don't know it's frustrating um i'm with ping i think it does matter especially like Guys like us are like, okay, let's see. Uh, there's Canard and there's Dungey. Um, I'm gonna go talk to Canard. You know what I mean? And and eventually that happens enough where maybe you're not getting the press you deserve because people are just going, eh. I know what he's gonna say. I know what he's I'll, gonna say. I'll write it myself. I mean, I guess you'll always have the the media that will go to it. But me, I look for the compelling guy, story, entertainer, entertainment factor. I really do. I've walked past Dungey to get someone else's interview when Dungey's beaten them because I'm just like, I've tried. I've tried that nut, you know? Uh, can't crack it. But I will say that this could – I would like to pause this and then reconvene in, say, five or six years and see what we're saying about him because right. one thing that he really hurts young. these guys is how young they are. Ping, I'm, I'm yeah. sure um, – I know one magazine said you should have just went to college in the first place, so you were very advanced. Yeah. Your age, I know. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure that this stuff comes a lot easier. Look at Chad Reed; like he's not even the same guy. That he oh, was. even Ricky. Remember Ricky when he started? Oh, yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, he got better. Yeah, so, and and right now Reed is everybody's favorite, but he's also 29 or 28 or whatever. You know. Yeah. So. And he was a dick in his interviews. You know, oh, six God. seven years ago, right? I mean, he was a dick. I don't think anyone will disagree with that. I think he was a dick generally. <laughs> Yeah, well, behind the scenes too. You yeah. just saw it in the interview. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, All right. yeah. Well, but, maybe, maybe we're being too hard on Dungey. I, I, okay. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. 
Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. Uh, hey, so uh, moving on, we for the first time all year, we have a new points leader. Villapoto reads in the lead. Villapoto lost it. I contacted Villapoto for uh, to do something this week. He told me I'm just going to lay low. I'm not going. It's not you. I'm just not going to do anything. Uh, Weege is that a smart smart deal? A smart thing? Yeah, I think that's all we ask out of the guys. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like we we're ever owed. No, I don't mean that. No, no, I, I don't mean that. The fact that he didn't do oh. it, but just laying oh. low, like just. Wait a minute. You mean this conversation isn't specifically about what appeals to the three of us personally only? Yeah, no. In our job. Sorry. Um, No, what I mean is just. No, I uh, think it's the right idea. We've said all along this year he's been very successful because he's avoided most of this drama. So he's probably better off. Yeah. Yeah. Stay out of the headlines. Focus on the racing. Let everybody else have their problems. Okay. So. I I think again, like last week, he's probably (laughs) in a good spot. He's what? Sorry, Ping was coughing. Sorry, I did have to cough. I would think again, racing wise, he's probably feeling okay. You know, uh, you know, uh, his chances against Reed and Dungey over a five race series, he probably likes those. So why even get into anything else? Right, right, yeah. Um, what'd you make of that collision with Stewart Weege? You know, it was funny. I was watching it uh, on TV because that's me, Ping, and Dan Dunes cover races like that, and <laughs> I went like, to the. And I know somebody who's going to be very upset at that. <laughs> that I just said that. That you were not at the race, and yet you covered it. I, I know someone oh. who's going to be upset. He, he likes to argue. Is that, is that who we're talking about? Yes. Um, so I was watching it. My very first thing I said was, I said, I tur- my dad was over, and I turned to him. I go, oh, my God, Stuart just took him out. No, you I didn't. I can't believe it. You turned to your dad and said, hey, Dad, remember when we coptered into the 87 Nations? That was awesome. That's what parachuted you, at this point. That's what you said to your dad. The golden parachuted in he, and I say he just took him out. Look, he lowered his shoulder even to uh-huh. to really give it to him. And then, of course, we rounded a thousand times. And right. then my dad said, he goes, no, Villapoto turned into him from the outside. And I was, that's when I realized how how much these things are just, you know, clouded by your own judgment. Like, you could see anything any way you want. Yeah, like you, and then like, so you I hate realized, Stewart. Yeah, so you hate Stewart. And this Stewart. I hate Stewart. Right. <laughs> I guess my dad hates Villapoto, so at least the house is very neutral. Um. <laughs> But what I realized was I think Stewart lowered his shoulder to avoid getting hurt. He just kind of braced himself. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think Filippo saw him, and I don't think Stewart expected it to happen. I don't think there was any intent. Let's uh, let's ask the racer, Ping. Well, that, that would be you, me, not me. But. Yeah. To me, it looked like they're just. It was the lines that they had. I mean, obviously Villapoto didn't expect Stewart to be inside there, and the reason he was because Stewie was going down the middle of the whoops or further to the right than Ryan was. So. Ryan was far left in the whoops and then squaring that turn up and coming down the right side of that straightaway. Mm-hmm. So Stewie was middle. I don't think he even intended to pass Ryan. He wasn't even close, you know, to try to make a pass happen. He was going for that. There was, you know, ruts coming out of that turn. I think Stewie was going for the middle or lower line. And when Ryan cut down, it just it just caught him off guard. I don't, racing. I, it was just, racing yeah, incident. Totally racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think so. I don't think the Cali guys are that upset. I, I talked to Villapoto's mechanic and. You know, they're not pumped on it, certainly, but they're not like, hey, you know, it's well, on now or whatever, you know. What did it do? Did it jam his throttle tube in? Is that what happened? I think so, yeah. Yeah, which, again, you know what, though? He was off all weekend, RV was. He was just off a little bit. He practiced times and, you know, heat race and stuff. I don't know what was going on. I didn't get a chance to stop by there. But, uh, 
Um, here's a theory that I want to throw out to you, Ping. And I'm bringing Tim Ferry into this, which oh, brace yourself. But no, listen, uh, Ferry, when I was his mechanic, literally, I don't think he, I think he made a podium in Minneapolis one time, but Indianapolis, Minneapolis, whatever Apolis you want to say, he was not happy. His mood was affected because it was so cold outside. Florida guy, born and raised. Um, I spoke to many riders who were not pumped on the weather. Like, you know, and it always comes back to me because I'm from Canada. Everybody knows that. So, of course, I control the weather. I'm like some sort of Zeus. But um, so Ferry's attitude was always affected by it. Didn't like it. Now, we know RV is from uh, Washington State, but he's certainly been in California and Florida for pretty much his whole life. Anything to that? Anything to the mental aspect of the weather bringing you down, Ping? Not for me, but I'd rather it be a little chilly than, like, swamp balls, sticky, sweaty. Right. Because, Nothing worse than putting yeah. your gear on and you can't even get, like, your socks up because you're sweating so bad already. I hate that. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I'm just so saying. I think it's just what yeah. you like. I mean, if you're saying it affected Timmy, then... I really, possibility, I really believe it did because he was so miserable all day. He would just be sitting there going, man, it's cold. Man, I'm cold. You know? He's so lean uh, now. He's not used to it. He, he can't. Uh, that's the whole problem. So they needed to bulk him up for this weekend. No, he was bulked up. This was bulking up days. Um, oh, you mean Villapoto, you mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I, thought, just, I thought you were talking about Ferry. He's, he's too much of a Navy SEAL with 2% body fat or whatever. Right, right. Uh, speaking of the Navy SEAL, did you see him and Stroop in their creative oh, line? That was awesome. <laughs> I like that how Stroop awesome. stopped and looked around, at least yeah. felt a little guilty. The 800, whew, he was gone. <laughs> the 800 that... only looked enough to make sure no one else was going to hit him. Yes. And once he realized the track was clear, he gassed it. <laughs> at least oh. Stroopy had a little bit of conscience. <laughs> hey, that, that right there shows you – the integrity levels of three different individuals because Shorty was in that too. Yeah. <laughs> and Shorty actually hung a left, rode, like, bounced through the middle of all the tough blocks to go over to where the first turn was, do a 180, and come in, like, dead last. <laughs> Stroop sort of checked up, like, oh, bro, whoops. Bro. Did he say bro? Uh, let a few guys go. I don't know. What do I do? You know, which was probably a typical reaction, like, okay, I'm not going to turn around and go do the first turn again, but I've also realized I'm, I'm blowing it right now. Yeah, Alessi couldn't grab more throttle fast enough and hung a right and was gone. <laughs> uh, when I saw him, they, they just showed a glimpse of him pushing his bike down the start straight later on in the race, and I went, that's what you get. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, his bike <laughs> broke and Stroopy crashed. Um, the universe got him. Wow. Yeah, well, way, to, way to bring the universes into it. Like Sorry. It. Hey, like hold on real fast. What is going on? I I haven't even really tuned into this because I didn't follow Stroop on Twitter, but since you've been retweeting his tweets, uh, yeah. Dude, it's awesome. hilarious. Like, we actually what is going we, through that guy's head? We started this week with a segment on the Pulp Mech show, Stroop Tweet of the Week. And, and to, kick it, <laughs> to, to kick it off, we made, we made a little intro and everything. To kick it off, we read three or four of the best ones so far, and then now we will – I have no doubt that this one will make – this one is going to make Monday's show. He started early. Put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. <laughs> that that one will probably make Monday's show, I think. Unless, I mean, it's only Wednesday right now, so he's got. What I got one earlier this week, and I was just like, 
I, I'm speechless when I get him. Like, what is he thinking? What, what was it? What were a couple of us from this week? All right. uh, well, there was, was peanut butter mood. Yes, yes. That's what it was. Yes. Peanut butter mood. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, there's uh, Canada has so much to offer. Uh, <laughs> pretty new faces, new town favorite. Um, uh, soy mocha rain movies, which, according to Kenny Watson, he knew exactly what that meant. He could interpret? Yeah, Kenny and Stroop are on the same genius level. <laughs> Kenny said it was raining, so he got a soy mocha, and he stayed in to go to the movies. Oh. So his soy mocha rain movies, that's what that meant. Yeah. Oh, there was another one, I'm cold. Um, oh, this one's good, too. Tick, tick, boom. I saw tick, tick, boom. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> if anybody's not, if everybody listening that does not have Twitter, please get it and just follow one person, Stroopy45. He told yeah. Nick, Nick Way, I guess, told him, "Hey, Mathis loves your tweets. He's, you know, he always asks me and tells me how awesome they are." And uh, and Stroop said something. Nick swears that Stroop was like, "Oh, other people can read those." No, that's what <laughs> that's what Nick said. Stroop said so. So who is Stroop? Sending those to you specifically, just <laughs> his 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 goblins or, or his his band of unicorns. He thought this was a, a, a private journal, like an online. I don't private. know. Tick tick boom boom. <laughs> Peanut butter mood. Yes yes or something. I'm having a good time. They just trying to ruin it. Yeah. This is this is like a new type of poetry. It's like a, a haiku only. Kenny uh, mixed in. Kenny and Stroop, apparently. It's like, you know how uh, dolphins can only hear other dolphins? You know? And if a yeah. dolphin's in trouble? Well, Kenny and Stroop have their own sort of language. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so we're having a Stroop Tweet of the Week, and I urge everybody to get on there and follow him. And and I know one of the Scott USA guys texted me and said, I cringe every time I see new Stroopy Tweet. Oh, <laughs> uh, so... Um, and all right, the, I have I, I have something to wait. One, uh, wait, one more, one more, one more. Go ahead. What does this mean, Ping? If I'm not ready this weekend, Coach, put me on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the coach? Throttle. <laughs> if I'm not ready this weekend, Coach, put me on the bench. He's asking to not race. <laughs> Please let me not race. <laughs> Please oh. bench me, coach. Who says that? Well, <laughs> okay. All right. So, wonderful world of stroopy tweets. What's your beef, Ping? Okay, Weej, I got to I got to since you were watching the podcast with me following the race or not the podcast but the show. <laughs> tell me if you caught this. Two things. One, what in the hell is going on with the Canadian officials uniforms? The all white jumpsuit. I keep waiting for him to pull out a roller and a trim brush and start painting something. <laughs> I was going to ask. I don't it's know. It's like all white with a little white painter's cap. Oh yeah, yeah. My like the guy from my classic car. I think they even all have, have to have handlebar mustaches. Go. Mouse is this. Let me know when you guys. Let me know when you guys are done laughing at the Canadian okay. institution that is the CMA. <laughs> And another thing, my last thing here, I want to move on quickly. Can we just pl- can we just spell center like the rest of us? Do you guys have to really do it with the R E centra? 
Well, just, yeah, there's, 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 there, you know, there's color is spelled differently. Check is spelled differently. Favor. Right. Favor. Yeah, check. Right. But I mean, really? And the Y? Uh, um, okay. Is it T-Y-R-E-S? No, it's not. No, not, not in Canada. Really? No. So you'd use half of it. Yeah, we, cho- we pick and choose. Okay. okay. How about this ping, Jack- jackals? How about you guys adopt the metric system? I, I, I'm all for that. Like, whoever's holding out here needs a kick in the balls. I agree. Not saying we have it right. Trust me. Right. You know what's brutal, though? I know I don't know the metric system when I go back home. <laughs> I've been down here so long. I think I was a stupid idiot kid when I, when I left Canada and didn't, couldn't, couldn't quite grasp the metric system. I was not very good with fractions and things like that in school. And so now that I'm down here, I know, you know, pounds and miles and stuff. And so when I go home, I'm like, huh? You know? But um, liters, liters, kilometers. Um, okay, the CMA uniforms. I grew up with those. You, you don't go in and ask for a liter of cola at a restaurant like Farva? No, no. But, uh, um, um, you know, obviously what's funny is they sell it down here. That's a two-liter in the, in, the, in the stores. But That is strange. It's a two-liter in the stores, but it's whatever it is in milliliters. So it's like the rest of the world still makes the metric system, but they mock you guys, and they, just put, your, <laughs> they put your number on the side that makes no sense. You know what I mean? Uh, what, what, what it, what, okay, a liter is like 946 milliliters. No. No, it's a hundred. Everything. What? Yeah. No, everything no, goes no, right. no, 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 no. Everything's I, based on two decimal hundred. points. What do you guys? What do you guys use down here? What is it? Twelve ounces. For, for, for what? Reason is liters. I don't know why. Everything no. else is ounces and gallons. Yeah, I don't. I'm making myself look stupid. The more I talk. Moving on. Moving yeah. on. The C, okay. the CMA guys. I grew up with that. It doesn't matter if it was a hundred degrees outside in the middle of summer. Our local referees had that on every weekend. I raced. My whole life, 20-something 20, 20 years. No, wait. I left Canada when I was 24. I was racing still. I started when I was – okay, 19 years of racing. Every weekend, the guys would have those uniforms on. There was three of them that rotated around. And that's just what they've always done. The CMA, who is no longer, by the way, even relevant in Canada, the only thing they're holding on to is because they, they are the oldest sanctioning body, and they – so they got affiliated with the FIM way back in the day. And so the FIM, you know, the progressive forward thinkers that those men are, have refused to recognize the CMRC in Canada. We all know it's a CMRC. Ping, when you raced those nationals, it was CMRC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so they, but CMA has this. CMA is like CMC in California. Yeah, pretty much. Completely I mean, irrelevant now, they but pr- they pretty much somehow still around. They have little pockets across the country, <laughs> the great country of Canada, where they still rule, but those pockets are getting smaller and smaller, and they have not let go of those white uniforms. That is their thing since the 70s, man. I'm telling you, and it's the same uniform. So I always make a joke about, and, and actually one of my buddies, Rick Bradshaw, he's one of the guys down there on the floor wearing the white uniform, and I'm like, oh. Dry cleaned it this week, brought it out of mothballs. He's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a it's a unique thing up in Canada. I don't even know, you know, where to begin. But uh, I'm all for tradition, but right, those are funny looking. No, they are absolutely. Well, you know what I noticed right. though, <clears throat> the the CMA when we first went to Canada and paying, I don't know, or Weege, 
they pretty much ran the show. And Gallagher was just a side guy, and it was it made for some fun times when, you know, Ricky Carmichael was trying to practice a start, and the CMA guy wasn't going to let him. You know, that was always good times. But I do notice that the CMA is getting less and less a hold of this Supercross as the time goes on. So, which is a good thing because we should have the same officials, and you know what I mean. We only have the Toronto round because of this Jam Sports FIM thing. But having said yeah. that, the crowd was awesome this year. You guys, neither one of you, one of you were there. But trust me, it was the best I've seen it. So, Could have been two more. Could have been 45,004 or something like that. What do you mean? Two of us had went. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. Yeah. You know, uh, have you been – I'm sure you've been to some muddy races. What happens – what do those guys look like? By oh, yeah, day? no. They're, they're, yeah, they're covered in it, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah, nobody oh. cares. What's going on with that beeping, Ping? Sorry. Uh, what's your other beef, Ping? Oh, the the center spelling. Oh the yeah, center. the centra. Centra. Right. I'm not even gonna say it right. Yeah. No, I know. Well, whatever. Get, get the metric system, bud. Then we'll talk. All right. All right. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not saying we're perfect here, but I have to point out the ridiculousness when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I got it. I, I hear you. What about? Maybe I'll start making that a regular feature on here. Whatever city we're in, you know, like next week will be really Dallas, really. <laughs> um, hey, do you not feel the cap to Saturday Night Live there? Do you not feel like like Stewart and Rado when they were rolling down the four seventeen? If he would have had a call ping business card oh. somewhere, <laughs> you could have prevented this. You know, this world would be a better place. I tell you, one eight hundred call ping. That even works. Number wise, it really did does. No way, no. It's it's one letter too much. So C A L, ping. C A L. Well, you can do that. Yeah. Um, Calping. <laughs> Calping. <laughs> Caltrans. <laughs> Calping. Um, I work on freeways as well. Uh, yeah. So perhaps James could have said, "Ping, I got these lights." <laughs> I'm thinking about putting them on top of here and just, I don't know, pulling some people over. What? Just wanted to run it by you here before I do it. What do you say? <laughs> and what would have been your response, Ping? James, you stupid son of a bitch. That's how I would have started it. <laughs> you pay me for a reason, and this is one of those times <laughs> that you pay me. I'm going to have to tell you it's a bad idea. Buddy, go back and arrest Sorby if you need to, you know, yeah. hold somebody over. What yeah, he should do is, is, is arrest Malcolm for reckless riding right now. Um, oh. Malcolm. Can we talk about the lights and, the, and yeah. go straight to his crash? Yeah, let's, let's move to the lights portion of the show. We'll, we'll skip Justin Brayton getting fifth. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. He got fifth? I swear to God I didn't know that. Justin Brayton got fifth this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> didn't know it. Uncanny. Once again, proving the point. Yeah. Yeah. Real tree snuck it in on me on a fifth. Um, Good job. Okay, so let's go. What about Malcolm? Man, he was in third when he did that. Oh, dude. You know, first thing I want to say about Malcolm real fast, sorry to cut you off, Weege. I just want to say that sucker can get some starts. I mean, I'm sure his bike's decent. You know, Suzuki's are really good this year. Pro Circuit's doing it, whatever. But he's a big boy, and he's been, like, top three, top five at almost every start. And, and riding well, and then crashing violently. But 
if he could eliminate that, man. Well, I like the way he starts out. I'm sure he's such a monster for the bike. He can probably just pin it wide open, and when it wants to come up, he just pushes down on the bars. <laughs> right? Like, well, I don't know. It usually doesn't work that way. That's like saying you'd be the whole shot machine right now, Mathis. No, because he's tall. He's taller than me. Dude, like, the guy's like 6'1", 6'2". So he's got to be, what, 200 pounds? I would think so, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, Perhaps, you don't pull whole shots at 200 pounds, so I don't know how he's doing it. Perhaps awesome. the, some of those 200 pounds he wish he wouldn't have been coming up to that triple. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he didn't oh. case it. He didn't case that thing. He faced that thing. Yeah. Um, but well, he's lucky. He he got really, really lucky. The way he clipped those tough box, tough blocks. He yeah. That could have thrown him completely off the bike. That could have been so dirty. If if you're if you're Big James, this world domination. We yeah. already Tony Tony's. It already hasn't worked out for Tony. Let's face it. I'm just going to come out and say that Tony's <laughs> domination of his boys hasn't worked out. If you're Big James. And you've got one son who is crashing out, certainly fast. The and I'm not talking. And that was I'm talking about Mookie. The oh. other the, the other son oh. is crashing out. You, you had to clarify there. That was nothing. <laughs> the other son is crashing out, although very fast. Talk about James. <laughs> now one of them went to jail. This isn't working out either, right? Mm. No, I I would love. I mean, really, the reality show should probably be centered on him. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be bummed. Like, both of his sons are really going through trying times right now. And, uh, you know, this isn't the plan. This isn't the way it was supposed to all go down. But as Tony Alessi can tell you, sometimes things don't work out. You know what, though? And the thing about Big James that makes us even more, um, I wish we could, um, more so I wish he had his own show, was because Big James, when little James would make a mistake, he's not one of those dads that finds ways to make an excuse for him. Like, James crashes and hits a tough block. The first thing he'll say is, I told him, don't go on the side of the track. That's how you hit tough block. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he doesn't make excuses for his guys if they make an obvious mistake. So, I wonder what he's saying right now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hey, I, I wrote this in my column, Ping. Uh, Barsha's being smart right now. He's just riding around. If, it, if, it, if the race is there, he'll take it. If it's not, he'll take the second point. <laughs> second place, he's got the points lead. Um you know, he's riding pretty smart. He's riding very, dare I say it, un-Barsha-like, right? Well, it was a, there was a huge difference watching him ride from last weekend to this weekend. I don't know if he was just, you know, maybe that was something they discussed prior, the points, and the track was tricky and rocky, and, you know, don't give up a handful of points. If, if Wilson comes around, you let him go around. And, and I was even almost, what did you think on the Wilson's pass on him? Because he kind of, like, checked up and tried to hold him there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to get into that lower line. but Yeah, I think he was trying to cut back under him, you know? All right. Whatever. Defend the Canadian. I'm just saying <laughs> it was marginal. Right. But, yeah, he's riding. He's doing exactly the right thing. You know, what, what is he, 14 right. points now? So yeah. You know. He you can know, cruise around, get seconds and thirds, and this is his championship. You know, Ping, you, you, you dropped some knowledge on us a couple weeks ago with telling us that uh, – you know, Dean might have got a stern talking to via Mitch Payton. Mm-hmm. Uh, since that talk, he's gone 2-1. So, something's worked. Although, all sides deny there was any talk. So, I just want to throw <laughs> well, that out there. I'm sure they can. 
Do you have a good source on that? I got it that? from the horse's mouth, so. Oh. Okay, so they're just telling Tubby Media Guy that. Well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and what about Ryan Sipes? What did you think of that move, Weege? Dude, that's the best pass of the year. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Not so awesome if you're Sipes, though, right? Oh, I thought you meant Sipes, Sipes passing Barsham Wharton. Oh, like, oh. Dude. No, yeah, that was awesome. That was that yeah. was that was the most well executed. He passed two guys who you could probably make the argument are on bike. Certainly, you can make the argument they're on bikes as fast, if not faster. Two smaller guys, like he went around the outside of both of them, and we're not talking lap riders. We're talking Barsha and Morton. Types was on Man, it all day. Awesome. Only one yeah. race has he not been the top qualifier. Yeah, and um, I don't know. You know, Wharton. I don't think it's just those two. You know, there was Houston in here. Wharton has not been afraid to, to run it in on guys. You know, uh, Wilson passed him quick in uh, the beginning of the main last week, and Wharton came in with a move like that, too. I think it's just he's trying really hard. It's not working out. Yeah. He's getting good starts, and he's consistently ended up being the fourth or fifth fastest guy. Um, he's trying. Kind of reminds me of um, years ago, like Mike Brown used to just, for some reason, seem to pick on Ernesto Fonseca, and poor Ernesto would try to hit him, but he was way too small to make any bit of a dent at all. Right. Wharton found a way to get it done. Well, I tell you, I feel like watching that pass, I went back to the opening round where Sipes took a big shot at Wharton, and I think I went to that pass in my head and went, that just cost him the win tonight. Because I don't think Wharton makes that move on Wilson or Barsha or somebody else. No, he, he said as much on the podium. Wharton did. Yeah. yeah. He, he said basically, hey, I, got, I owed him one. I got him back. Uh, you know, obviously, and, it, and really, it wasn't a super dirty pass. It no. wasn't like he t-boned him, right? But he cut across the hay bales. Like I don't know how he even got to where he got to, yeah. to push him off the track like that. You know, so yeah, Sipes was gone. He was fast. Um, as you guys know, you know, fast yeah. qualify. He, if that hadn't happened, there was lights out for him. Um, yeah. He was gone. Funny how, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Ping, you're on here saying, you know, it's Sipes or Baggett. They got this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And no, I mean I'm obviously we I'm not picking on you, but uh those two have dropped back. Baggett is just I think he's getting a talking to this week. Um uh but uh now it's Wilson. It's Wilson's turn to uh to try to make something happen. But I don't know, man. I don't feel like there's enough time left, huh, Weech? No, not in points for uh, right. for right. those guys. No way. Not yeah. with a fifth for Sipes and a sixth for Baggett. I mean. No, no, no. I mean Wilson. I don't feel like Wilson. I feel like Wilson doesn't oh. have enough time. Like, we, okay, look, Baggett and Sipes have dropped off now. They're definitely yeah. out of it. Um, now Wilson is taking a run at it. But, there's, I mean, I guess you never know because we've certainly seen some crazy shit happen. But Well, the other thing is that for some reason this series in both the Lights East and in the big class, the momentum that these guys get is only as good as one week. I mean, you could say that Wilson, you know, he might reel off a win streak now, but it's too late. But is, can we even guarantee he'll do that? You know, the week before, yeah. Barsha had something for him and, and won straight up. So I, I, you can't guarantee that anyone's going to put a streak together at this point. Yeah. Whether no, nobody's taking command, three. especially in that East, huh? Yeah. No. 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 I, don't know, I don't know who the best rider is. I mean, Barsha's got the lead. He's been the most consistent. I think he's made the podium every race. Wilson's got two wins. Barsha has two wins. Sipes has a win. Baggett has a win. You know? 
Pretty Each cool. one of those four guys has had a night where you could say, all right, he's definitely the best rider tonight. Yeah. Star. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. Usually that means that that guy is going to be the best rider for, for a, a while. Week. Yeah, for a week. Yeah. yeah. So whether No one's been able to turn that into momentum. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Pink. And I'm still on the Malcolm bandwagon. I still got Mookie fever, but it's not as high as it once was. Well, let's put it this Dude, way. Dude, if, if, if he could stop crashing, he's, he's put yeah. himself right there where he needs to be. He went two races without crashing at all, and I thought we cured it, and now we're back. <sighs> that was a big one, too. Man. Hey, P.J. Larson got fourth. Yeah, all right, moving, I, on, I, moving I, on from that. Yeah, <laughs> more of a factor. You know, the results have been good, but... Coming out of the blocks there in Houston, it looked like, okay, this guy's going to mix it up, but he's just not quite there to mix it up. I mean, maybe if he got a start, yeah. it would be interesting to see him with those guys, but I haven't seen him quite get to that uh, yeah. level, but I thought he might be. Hey, I want to say on Mookie, though, whether he's crashing or not, his stock has to have gone up tremendously. I mean, I think that Sam Manuel Yamaha team is definitely taking a look at him. Really? <laughs> I, I believe so. I mean, he's I. manager. I be, well, I, I, yeah, I don't know. But whoever the manager is over there, I believe that they're they're looking hard at him for next year. Is this the second time? Is that a done deal? Is it safe to say that's going to happen? Well, I will say this: I know from talking to Brooks before the season that they they knew Malcolm was good, but they they didn't want anyone to think that Malcolm just got a ride, you know, because of who he is. So they purposely said Malcolm's not coming on the team. He's going to earn a ride. We're going to sign with a team. You know, and he's going to earn it, earn whatever he's got. And kudos to that strategy; it's worked out. Yeah, he's the best rookie in that in that field. I don't think you can argue that. Better yeah. than Anderson? Better than Jason Anderson? He has been. He has been. Well, and Anderson's ahead of him that, in points. I think you're on drugs at the beginning of the season to said that. But right. where has Anderson even been? Do you think? Do you think Ping? How much do you think? I was looking at the the season series. Anderson's results have plummeted since Treadle, his teammate, got hurt. Mm. Uh, anything to that, you think? Yeah, I, I mean, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you know, you're, you're riding the same bike, wearing the same helmet, you know, doing the same things that that guy's doing, and he's... Right, bonding you know, with him during the year, right, bonding with him during the year and all that. Yeah, it's just that, that affects you. It's it's impossible for that not to affect you a little right. bit. Well, his, his results certainly haven't been very well since Treadle got hurt, so... Um, he did well at Daytona, but maybe once he found a more thought about it more, had more time to think about stuff. His last two weeks have not been good. So, um, well, and, and 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 probably in Daytona they didn't know the extent of it. it was like, oh yeah, he right. got hurt. Right. After a couple weeks, and yeah. How about uh, how about tricky Nick Way getting a sixth? Good to see. His Canadian Supercross title defense is off to a fine start. <laughs> yeah, where was JT? JT had a battle of death in the LCQ. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Did they show it? No. I only watched um, the mains. I, I haven't had time to uh, – Iswar, JT had the lead for seven and a half laps. No, he had, he, he had the last transfer spot for seven and a half laps. Five and a half. Yes, like I said, five and a half. Yeah. And Iswar got him, and the whole stadium – just the air went out of it. Oh. So, oh. JT did not make the main. That's not going to help him in the Canadian Championship point. He's going to have to really rally in Montreal. 
Hey, I just got an email that said, hey, Mathis, all of your podcasts with Weej and Ping have inspired me to start a regional Northwest podcast and website. I know you have no extra time like everyone in the industry, but check it out when you have a moment. Joey. Oh, Joey, glad to see we inspired you. Um, make sure you go to the races, Joey. Otherwise, you're you going to have problems. There's another podcast that just started. Do you remember Justin Quinn? He used to work at KTM with us. Yes, he called into the show on Monday. <laughs> yeah, he started one. Oh, yeah? He started one with a buddy of mine from Montana. Uh, yeah, and he's doing, like, weird, like, uh, 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 mathematical stuff, like. Yeah. Yeah, he sent uh, me an email. He talked to me about it a little bit. He's got some sort of calculator that figures out where the riders are going to finish every week. Well, yeah, that that's his hobby, but he, he works on tsunami statistics and oh oh you're talking about for averages. real life oh okay all right yeah he he's like uh you know yeah what's that guy who worked in the school i'm blanking on the movie with matt damon beautiful mind. Oh, goodwill hunting oh goodwill hunting he's like goodwill hunting of the tsunami world <laughs> i would think he's a little busy right now yeah maybe yeah. motocross should be on the back burner at the moment hey uh <laughs> um so let's uh let's ping you got to get going here probably um, can Chad Reed win this thing, Ping? I just wouldn't have believed it at the beginning of the year, but I mean, yeah. I mean, you look right now. How do you say no? Um, I think. Listen, we went out on. I don't know. We went I would out. say Ryan Villapoto was the man. Like this was his championship, and he is. He's handed it off to where you know at least thrown the ball up in the air. Where who knows who it is now? Yeah. I just ran the gnarliest red light. Whew. <laughs> Sorry. Is, is James behind you? Is James behind I don't know. Let me check. No. No flashing lights. Did you Twitter yesterday you really did get a speeding ticket? <laughs> no, I, did. I didn't. I, oh, you made that up? A, oh. Yeah. Oh. And you were hoping it was James? It was just James? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a jerk, dude. Um, uh, okay, so we, we went on the limb last week with Dungy's not going to win a race. And we were bang on with that. Um, who's going to win this title? Who's going to win it, Ping? I don't know. I'm really, I'm really taking just a stab in the dark. I still think, I still think Villapoto gets it done. But I don't know. He's not been the same guy the last couple of weeks, so I don't know. Right. It's really throwing me. It does scare me a little bit how, okay, so the D&Q in, in, in Jacksonville, fine, whatever, shit happens. Yeah. It does scare me that this weekend he was off. Like, even if he had not collided with James, he wasn't going to make the box, you know? I don't think. I don't believe. Because James caught him from behind. James was probably going to get by him. And then he still had to deal with other three yahoos. So, I don't know. Uh, Weege, what do you think? Um, yeah, that is scary. Although I will, I wasn't there, so I don't really. I wasn't okay. able to watch him. All I right. will say that there have been right. races. Dan Dunes. He okay. didn't. Sorry, Dan Dunes. There have been races where Villapoto looked to be off in practice or the heat race or whatever, and then when it's go time, he makes it happen. Right. Um, so there's a chance that was going to happen, but I don't know. I mean, how much? I know that we've stated at the beginning of the season that he's not one of those guys that gets lost upstairs, but. All of a sudden, you give away that many points, and now it's really important. Like you're thinking, yeah, mm, I got ten races, I got plenty of time. I know I'm faster than these guys; it'll all work out. But the margin for error is getting so small now. 
how does that not enter your mind? You know what I mean? Um, and the, the biggest strength that Chad Reed has always had is his complete ignorance over his, his own chances. How many times has the guy gotten beat and everyone leaves the stadium thinking, ah, he's not fast enough, ah, yeah. he's not good enough, and it never sinks in. And as much as <laughs> the depth was stacked against him this year, I guess he never believed that he couldn't win this. Yeah, homie didn't get the memo. He's, he's a stubborn ass, and <laughs> yeah. it just might win him this title. He has no but right now, I, I think, <clears throat> to me, and this is, this is great for the sport, is I, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't put money on any one of them. Like, who knows? I think yeah. Dungy, Reed, or Villapoto, if in, you know, a couple months from now we're talking about any one of them being the title, the, the, the winner, I, I wouldn't be, like, shocked. I'd be like, well, he earned it. Look at the results, you know. It would I don't be, think any of those answers would shock me. It would blow my mind back. My mind back. It would blow my wig back or blow my mind, not both, if Dungy won this thing. Like, what a – yeah. Of course, then everyone would try well, with it, the consistency it, thing, but, but that would really that would really blow me away. I mean, it didn't look like it at the beginning because he wasn't, um, you know, winning races like we all thought he would and he yeah. maybe was a little off the pace, but you can't argue with points right now. No. No, I tried. So, I tried to win. I tried to argue with the points, but I can't. You just – you cannot. No. They shut me down. The points did. The points points will get you. Yeah, no, they're smart. Quick too. Real witty. Um Yeah. Hey uh 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 Weege. Yeah. What happened to Millsaps this weekend? It's raining here. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think we know why. Heavy I mean, sigh. Heavy <laughs> sigh from Oh yeah, big time. Big time. Yeah. It's <laughs> raining here and I think what happens is it just kinda you know how it usually rains at funerals? Mm-hmm. Um the whole area is just in a depressed uh, state at the moment. Yeah. Um, and you would think that things would have cheered up with Brayton getting the fifth, but even the weather didn't realize, fortunately. <laughs> hey, I had a good talk with Ralph this weekend. Have you ever done that? No. No. He's a good dude to talk to, though, isn't he? Yeah, we we, we talked about Sammy Hagar and rock books and musicians. He'll get you. And all that. We talked a long time about that. Not really one word about racing. He'll get you, though. Like, you'll have a couple conversations like that, and in the end you'll be like, Man, you really can't hate that guy. Well, you can because he's stealing money from your family, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Bob Hanna and figure out the best way to, to, <laughs> to motivate that. Those stinking guys are taking money out of my stinking pocket. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, so, All right. Anything else? What else we got? Hey, I want to figure this out. What? Where, if any of these guys win, I think if Villapoto wins the title, everyone's going to say it's pretty legit. He won a lot of races. Yeah. He proved he was fast. If it works out for anyone else, you know, if Stewart wins at this point, it's going to take somebody handing a whole bunch of points over, even if he rips off a win streak at this point. The other two guys have already benefited from that type of luck. So what happens? Do we forever remove the idea of asterisk championships and say, hey, in it to win it, all those things really do count. Forget asterisk. Forget who gets hurt. If you win it, you're legit. Or does this become another season where you say that? Let's say Dungey wins one race and wins a title. Do people say he got lucky again, or do we say? Well, what did they he's say? Obviously, just good. How what does did, that work? What did the podcast world and the internet world have to say after Stanton won the title in 1990? Yeah, let's go back to the archives. Because he won, I believe, three races out of 16, maybe two. I think he won three, and other Brad Sean Bale won five or six each. Like he did not win the most. No, not at all. He won the title. 
is the defending champion, just like Ryan Dungey right now. Yep. And yep. Uh, and I wonder if this is going to mirror that. I don't know. I mean, and and so what did people say back then? I I don't think. Well, they- I'll tell you. Here is the ma- Here is the difference. And this is it, this is. I'm going to be done after this because this whole conversation will have gone full circle. In 1990, Stanton was the defending champ, and he won the year before because Ward and RJ were hurt, and there was all this talk that he probably didn't deserve it. And then I think in Anaheim won, he got like sixth. And then the next week he got like seventh. And he said, I don't care. There's so many guys. You just have to be consistent. Consistent, consistent, consistent. That's all that matters. And then late in the year he got a rally. He got in the points lead, and he said, I told you at the beginning of the year that I was just <laughs> trying to be consistent. And that's how I was going to win the title. And everyone was like, can't argue with that. Yeah. He knew what he was doing I, all along. If Dungey had just that, said that, yeah. there'd be no question. Yeah. I think that asterisks are overrated. Yep. I mean, if you, if you are standing there with the number one play at the end of the year, I'm sorry. I don't care how you got it. You got it. You know, you, you don't get those by, by luck. They're just too damn hard to get. You don't get them by luck. You did. You did whatever. Whatever the heck you did, it was the right thing to do. So you feel like many ask- people who sit there and argue, well, but this and that, they just don't like that rider, or they have another favorite rider that they're arguing for. Right. And you know, fine, sit that, sit there and talk yourself in circles on the internet. But the guy with the plate at the end of the year earned it, and he deserves it. Period. Uh, so you feel like asterisks should have asterisks beside them? I think there shouldn't be asterisks unless it's you know. Oh, so on you now you don't now you don't like medical people. Now they shouldn't be at the races? Well, I like the Astros crew. I don't like the little <laughs> insignia that goes beside championships that people put there. I like the crew, but not the little symbols. Word. Hey, Why don't they call themselves comma or something? Before, before we go, uh, I do have this written down in my notes. RacerX comments on the site. Oh, Can we bad. just scratch those? Who do we oh. need to talk to? The problem is those create – that's what makes websites work nowadays. Like if you don't have the interact, that's what makes people go back over and over and keep checking your site and keep seeing stories. And, and, and then you get hits and then, and then advertisers go on how many clicks you have and they pay you more money or whatever. I don't know. But it's bad. Like it's bad. I, I'm thinking that riders – Ping, have you been checking those out? Ping, have you oh. checked check those out? Yeah. I, I – you know – Made the traditional faux pas of mentioning religion in my Ask Ping column last Friday. And there was a. Every atheist and Christian in the world came out and posted their views. There's like 9,000 entries. And it's just. Uh, it's like. You know. Right. The thing is, there's, there's complete anonymity. So people can just say whatever they want. And. If that's, you know, it's kind of like a superpower. If that's used for good, it's cool, but it's not. People well, get on there and get nasty and but know we, that no one can trace them. I've tried to find, okay, who wrote this? I'm going to send them an email. You can't. You can't find them. can't get that information I, uh, on some sites like ours. Yeah. Weege, uh, you're the online editor. You're the boss yeah, of this whole boss. thing. Yeah. yeah. What, 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 what are you thinking? Uh, the only change that we were able to make is that we're doing this we had someone post as you, if you remember, Steve. Yes, I do. I got a phone call, yes. Yes, uh, someone posted as you. So now there's a verified ID thing. I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what you can do. I've, I've tried to figure out why um, 
the hierarchy goes like this. Like, we all used to hold message boards up as the gold standard of complete idiocy. Yeah. But they're actually on top. After that comes the comments left on articles, and it's not just race direction. You can look at any other way. You could go to, like, gunsandammo.com and right. probably see arguments about stupid stuff. Right. And then worse, you folks should go and check out the RacerX Online Facebook page because the comments to the links are even dumber. Really? And here's what I'm thinking. It's all based on the amount of effort that it takes. If you have to type in vitalmx.com, you've put in just that little bit more effort. So maybe you're a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah. The racetrack site, you're only there to read the article. You didn't even go there to post. It seems, now you're just... Yeah. It seems to me the RacerX comments have gotten, like, more hatred in them since the new site launched and all that. I, I don't think that has anything to do with it, but... I, I think it's just the easier you make it, right, the right. less thought yeah. there goes into. And what I don't understand is it's 100%, as soon as it starts, it's used to argue. There's not even a chance. Because as much as people make fun of Vital, half the posts on there are ass-kissing posts. Like, go RV! Love you, man! In the hopes that, like, Ryan Villapoto is going to read it and then, like, become your buddy. Right. Half of the stuff on there is overwhelmingly positive to kiss ass, but there is nothing positive at all about any of the website comments. I, I don't know what's going on, man. Seriously, it kind of bums me out. It's the same dudes, and they're... Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're bad. There's some evil... Like, I don't... I, what, what kind of person takes the time to, like, think of that stuff and post it? And why bother? But I'm telling you, you see it in, in every other thing, and I don't yeah, yeah, no, no, wonder about not, the whole world. Like, it, yeah, it's not Racer X. I agree. It would be anything. I'm just, we're just, yeah, we're in it. Yeah, so. you can go on ESPN.com now and see the comments. Somebody's a Boston Celtics fan, and they're probably saying stuff just as bad. I don't get it. Like, yeah. that's the way, this is the way people's minds really work, and they're actually filtering Wait, this stuff. I have an answer. I have it. Oh. I just got it. Here's what we do. Make, make it mandatory to put your valid email address out there, okay, so that everyone can see it. Oh. And, then, and then you just make, a, like, a waiver that you have to read before you go on. You know, it's just a little couple sentences or a paragraph that says, any, any comments deemed as hateful or, uh, you know, against the will of the Weege, those email addresses will be sold to anyone who's looking to pay money for email addresses to spam spam their brains out. Right. That way we put a little cash in our pocket. That guy yeah. gets screwed for writing nasty stuff. Everybody wins. Good idea. Wow. I just generated revenue. You're welcome. That is brilliant. <laughs> Winner. Winning. <laughs> Winning right now. If we're having a bad month then, we just write something. We just ping dial up the religious talk real quick, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Politics, religion, something. Get it going. Get it going. Maybe, Weege, you can ask the goddesses how they feel about that. Um, I, I do have to throw it out there because I'm not sure if – I think what happens is we're the ones writing the stuff, so we're more sensitive to the comments. I think we read them probably, and, and maybe the people that have – you know, I didn't design the website, and right. I didn't run the business model. I just, I'm just in charge of the content. So I think ping, we might need ping. to say, hey, I don't know how close attention we got to say. Stuart stuff, when I posted the, the link to the Stuart News story on Monday night – You stopped comments. Dude, I did not put comments in there because I knew that it was going to be nothing but absolute blood hate for Stewart. And I was like, dude, this just happened. We don't know anything about it. Right. We have an obligation to report it, but I'm not going to let 300 randoms completely ruin him before we even really know what the hell is going on. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. Um, but then hey, we, Ping, what are you doing? People thought it was an April, the most elaborate April Fool's joke ever. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I can't believe that. Ping, what are you it's doing? It's a real newspaper. Well, I don't want to bum you out, but I'm out in the hills somewhere at the secret spot looking at the most amazing outdoor track. It's just grassy, wet. I'm about to go through some gasoline right now. Well, yeah, great. Thanks. Fine. Birds are chirping. It's sunny. I mean, I really feel bad for everyone else that's not me right now. <laughs> well, I feel bad for people that listen to you rub the phone against your chest repeatedly. <laughs> um, all right, and with that, we'll wrap it up. The BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast, Toronto wrap-up. Certainly not much to talk about at all this week. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Ping and Weege, for coming on. Um, Weege, boss man. Yeah. Uh, is, this, is this due today? Uh, we'd like to have it done today. Can your man Swizzle get on it? Yeah, I mean, most of the work is me. Most of the editing work is me. He's just flipping Oh, well, switch. then definitely today, then, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks, guys. All right. Hey, I will boys. be at the races in Dallas. Yeah, you will be there. Ping, I'll be there. Ping, next race you're going to is when? Do you even know? Vegas. <clears throat> Maybe the two-stroke national this Sunday. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Cover that. I don't know. Ask Joe. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Make sure, make sure you see Jody and tell him say hi. It could, it could be Vegas for me. Right. Ping, do we want to announce your big thing this weekend, or do we want to wait? What's my big thing? Oh, uh, no. We'll wait? We'll wait. Yeah, we'll okay. wait. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point to where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take your money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts.